Ever wondered how you could be better than you are right now? Well, imagine no longer, because we're about to tell you. Five, four, three, two, one, liftoff. Two women, one mission, to break through the BS of business, money, and mindset, so you can live the life you desire and deserve sooner. Join Colleen Longdon and Ray Brent as they keep breaking through the BS. Buckle up and hold on to your aura. Enjoy the ride. G'day listeners, this is Pauline Longdon and Ray Brent and welcome back to Breaking Breaking Through through the BS. BS. Crushed it. Crushed it, that's it. Ah, well, anyway, welcome back to the show and thank you once again for listening. Ray, today we've got a really good topic that we're going to be talking about and it's one that's close to both of us. It is. Individually. And respectively. (laughs) Exactly. So what we're talking about today is how to get the best out of yourself. And those around you. (laughs) Well, that's sort of the natural flow one thing, isn't it? When uh, you're your best self, then you encourage and uplift others around you to be themselves and the best version of themselves as well. Exactly. You inspire them to to step up and to be better than they currently are. Yeah, exactly. And who doesn't want that? Like, who doesn't want to be their best self? So one of the places I'd, I'd like to start this conversation is the fact that everyone has an opinion, don't they? Opinions are like a-holes. A-holes. Everyone has one, but you don't necessarily have to see it or know about it, do you? Definitely not. <laughs> no. Who wants to see that? Plus the eye bleach. <laughs> so, um, but the whole thing with, like, other people having an opinion, they often have an opinion about you rather than them, you know, like... Oh, it's it's always external. It's always about someone else, not themselves. Yeah, that's your point. One finger at someone else... Three, three are pointing back at you. Yeah, but no one ever really sees the other three until you, you point it out and you go, hey, you know, as you're pointing and, you know, like you're saying things about me and your opinion of me is this, then what's your opinion about yourself? Like it's in life, it's always seems to be so much easier to solve other people's problems than your own or to look at other people's problems, judge them, but never look at your own or judge them. You know, it's like always people are looking outwardly. So what we wanted to talk about today is how you can get the best out of you. And the first step really is by knowing who you are, what you want in life, what you want, not what is expected of you, not all the shoulds that people pile upon you. Hey, Ray. That's right. Yeah. Shoulds, coulds and didn'ts. Yeah, shoulda, coulda, didn't, you know, that kind of thing. I mean, that that just like sets up your whole life with regret. And I remember when um, I was starting copywriting, I was learning from some pretty cool people and uh, they used to say to me, oh, yeah, you have to get up at like 4 o'clock in the morning and, you know, sit there in the silence of the early morning and you, you do your best writing then. And I'm thinking, how in the heck would I do my best writing then? Because that's probably like only a couple of hours after I'd go to bed that I would be up again writing and so I was trying to fit into someone else's model of the world and 
the copy wasn't flowing. My my whole creativity was shutting down, and I, I well, your your body was up, but your mind wasn't. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's like, and then they're saying, but didn't you do that in the army? Well, no, I didn't do that in the army. I was a nurse. I did shift work. I was doing like night shift and other things, and um, because and you were an officer. I was an officer. I didn't have to get up at Sparrow Fight o'clock and, like, you know, be up on parade. Not all the time anyway, you know, just occasionally when they needed someone to, you know, like put some class into the uh, <laughs> into the parade. But, no, I didn't have to do those early morning get-ups unless, you know, I was on shift or whatever. I'm not going to apologise for that. That was one of the rank has its privileges moments so I'm not going to whinge about it but that's not to say I didn't work hard in the army and I guess being a nurse you know you have to be able to I don't know like operate at different times of the day like good on these people who get up at four o'clock in the morning don't have commitments around that and just you know have to look after themselves but that doesn't work for everyone and to expect that it does is just really ridiculous so when I started copywriting all these people were trying to fit my little square body into their little round holes um that kind of didn't work <laughs> anyway uh, they tried to get this little square peg into round holes maybe I don't know that might be a little bit better. We hopefully we don't have to put an E on this podcast. But um, so what I'm really saying is that people tried to make me conform to what they believed would make me into a successful copywriter or a successful businesswoman or whatever. But the fact is, things work for certain people. And if it's not working for you, then work out what will work. Because... I don't know, you saw what I, what I was going through. It was like growing pains, but I actually really started to think I was a failure, that I couldn't possibly be a, a successful businesswoman or I couldn't be a successful copywriter. Why? Because I wasn't conforming to, to the standards... someone else's rules. ...and to other people's ideas of what success looked like well you you weren't living up to their definition of success well living down to as the case may be because you know i look at these people and i think well where are they now and you know some people just hide away for their life their lives and come out of their cave every now and then and tell the world what they should be doing and it's almost like they're i don't know whether they do it intentionally or not i'd hate to think that they do because that would be malicious but it's almost like people come out and tell people what to do um, and it just trips everyone up. It's almost like they're just putting out some little obstacles and then other people that are trying to get that kind of success just trip trip up all over the place. Well, it's kind of like um, hobbling your competition. Yeah, that's why I say I hope it's not intentional because that would be malicious, but uh, let's just give them the benefit of the doubt that, you know, they're only repeating or reiterating or regurgitating what they what, learned what they learned because you know um so let's leave it at that but that's just our own spin is find what works for you you're an individual stay as an individual you know if you're a night owl you know get up at like midday and work until 3 a.m 3 a.m that works for you you know if you're into intermittent fasting and and that actually helps you with you know clarity if you if you drink bulletproof coffee if you do this if you do that you know make sure it's because it's 
works for you. It optimizes you. Optimizes your results. Exactly. Instead of like deteriorates your creativity or who you are. And it also comes into play with the time optimization. It sure as heck does. And I think, you know, like if you can optimize any part of your life, it's your time, it's like who you are. You know, to get the best out of yourself and getting your best, the best out of yourself will stop you feeling like a failure because you're no longer trying to conform to a model of the world that doesn't work for you. Yeah. And I think this is um, how um, people like Tim Ferriss or um, other people that sort of like subscribe to that four-hour work week mm-hmm. or um, more so in the copywriting world, the four-hour workday. Yeah. Um that they're actually optimizing those hours um, in the day and being more productive, which then plays into Pareto's rule, which is the 80-20 rule. Yeah. That mm-hmm. 20% of your time produces 80% of your results or your, your income. Right, yeah. Because that's something that I talk about with my mentees is like, and I'm not sure what exactly the number is, but I say to them, in an eight-hour office day, you know, office working day, how many hours or how much of that time of that eight hours is productive time? Not even effective, it's just productive. Yeah, so like because people will always compare themselves like when we turn into like freelancers or business owners, we all have this expectation we have to do the eight-hour workday. Why? Or 10-hour workday because that's what we've been trained to do. So I ask my mentees, out of an eight-hour workday, how much of that time is productive and no one ever knows the answer. But it is less than one hour. And the reason for that is that every time a person is interrupted, it takes a minimum of 20 minutes to get back to that task that they were originally doing. Now, if you've got someone checking Facebook every half an hour, every 10 minutes, well, they're not, they're not effective of any of that day. No, not at all. Because they never get back into that flow, you know. They don't allow themselves the 20 minutes to actually get it back into the workflow. Into the work focus. Exactly. So they're not effective any of the time, really, now with social media. I think that study that I just quoted was actually done before the social media-like craze. But any interruption, like, so in an open office area, if someone just goes up to your office, um, up to your cubicle and you know interrupts you it takes you 20 minutes to get back into that flow so that if that happens every half an hour every whatever you're only doing little increments of 10 minutes of work and that adds up to like less than an hour in an eight hour work day so think about it like to get the best out of you minimize your interruptions and this is you know what ray was just saying about the 80 20 rule I mean, for, for, I, I was astonished when I heard a lot of the A-list copywriters tell me that they only write for about two to four hours a day. I'm thinking, how the heck does that even happen? How do they run a successful business? seven-figure business. Yeah, based on like four, four hours or two to four hours a day. I mean, but then when I started to learn some of their, their techniques and, and, you know, what they do, it started to make sense because what they do... And it's something that I was taught. Um, some people call it the Pomodoro method, which is, you know, where you set a timer for a, a certain amount of time. Now, 
Some people use the 33 minutes and 33 seconds, um, which was the Eugene Schwartz kind of model. Some people use 20 minutes. I have never used anything less than 50 minutes. And here's why, Ray. Yep, please tell. Yeah, well, as, as we know, it takes you 20 minutes to go from an interruption into a flow. But I was also told by um, a great mindset coach, friend of mine, that basically it takes you 23 to 25 minutes from a standing start to get into a creative zone. So if you're doing 33 minutes and 33 seconds and it takes you 23 to 25 minutes to get into your creative zone, if your timer goes off at 33 minutes and 33 seconds, you've had 10 minutes or eight minutes or eight minutes that's not going to get you very far so that's why a lot when I mentor people and I tell them that they go right so when we do like a 50 minute block and then have a 10 minute break at the end of like that 50 minutes and then do another 50 minute block and they do that a few times they are way more productive way more creative because they're like in the zone they have no um, interruptions and so they're just and they're focused on an outcome of producing uh, a certain passage of the copy yeah or um or whatever they're they're doing they're focused on achieving that outcome in the next 50 minutes exactly and um what i like to do because i'm a um i'll admit it i'm like a um facebook addict or a you know like an um, electronics or technology addict i actually have like a little analog kitchen timer that ticks you know ticks the time down and i think there's something about the urgency of like a, a ticking clock it's sort of, sort of like that you know 60 minutes sort of feel you know like it's like yeah like the time is like time is going past you know that each tick of that clock or that timer time is going or doctor no was it doctor hook no not doctor hook Captain Hook. Ah, yeah, with the um, with sorry, Doctor Hook. He was a he that was, was a singer. A, that was the band, Ray. You <laughs> showing my age. She's showing her age. You know, lucky you guys um, haven't got like you know uh, a viewer vision or something. You like it's it's just a podcast. But uh, anyway, so yeah, so it's that ticking of the time. You, it's a passage of time. You you know that, and as we've discussed in other podcasts, time is a finite resource. So if you're wasting time. So what I do is I, if I'm doing anything creative, it's always 50 minutes. If I'm editing copy or doing something different, maybe it'll be 30 minutes, but or, it's or focused. It, or it fits into the, um, the time. time you have um, available in between appointments. Yeah, so that goes back to the time optimization. Everything in my day has a purpose to it. and But that's... That's a way to bring out the best in yourself. It's like instead of getting stressed, you're actually working within the parameters of, you know, like the time that you have, you're using wisely and effectively. And what's your word? (laughs) Effectivity. It boosts your effectivity, doesn't it, Ray? So when you're bringing out the best in yourself, 
it really helps to know who you are as a person you know like as I said a, a morning person a night owl or maybe you work better during the day some people like to work in an office some people like to work in a you know a cafe you know a coffee shop some people like absolute silence others some people like to take their laptop to the beach and get sand in it yeah oh, that's not, not for me yeah I'm, I'm not taking my computer i have enough problems with my computer without getting sand in it to contribute to anything so um and i think you know as we've discussed just in person ray I think the whole idea of taking a computer to the beach, you've kind of lost the the Defe- effect of being at the beach, haven't Defeats you? Defeats the purpose, yeah. It's like I want to um, be able to be effective with my um, time optimization. Yeah. work for a couple of hours, make a squillion squid load of money, yeah. and then go and enjoy the beach with family, friends, or doing photoga which is photography and yoga joined together yeah because you get in really weird positions <laughs> doing macro position um, macro photography which is my favorite but yeah it's kind of like working to your strengths and that way when you you are at the beach you can be 100 percent present exactly and it, and it comes down to being present it's like mm. being there um and experiencing the joy of being at the beach or being in the bush or yeah wherever walking around a waterfall it's like doing the dog being present to the moment doing what you love and um being in that moment Hmm. yeah it's it really is about bringing out the the best in yourself and um not trying to be like as you say, Ray, you know, your favourite little saying about being... Yeah, I'd, I'd rather be a maxi me than a mini someone else. Yeah, and I mean, I'm guilty of trying to replicate other people too closely, but not knowing the whole picture and not knowing the whole story of, like, what they do in their day. Like, you know, um, for instance, I wondered, you know, what people did with the rest of their day, and it turns out that, like, a lot of the A-list copywriters and top top copywriters and marketers actually nap. And they isn't do. isn't this like a big like secret? Like they will talk to you in person, but it's not something that they'll willingly admit to unless like when we finally get some guests on the show, <laughs> we'll um, don't worry, it's happening. I'll be asking them. You know, do you nap? Yeah. But the other thing that goes along with that is like those people that do get up early in the morning it's like Mm. it's like one of my things that I do is I I ask them it's like okay so you get up at three o'clock in the morning what time do you actually go to bed it's like oh seven o'clock at night eight o'clock at night it's like the one thing that they're not telling or no one's really asking but they're doing is they're getting about eight hours sleep a day Mm -hmm. um and whether and that eight-hour time frame is negotiable as in it's fluid so Mm. if they want to get up at three o'clock in the morning because they work better at that time then they'll go to bed eight hours before that so they get their eight hours or if they like to get up at midday and work till three o'clock in the morning then they'll slide their um, sleep patterns around yeah so they're always getting a solid seven to eight hours sleep and that comes from knowing how they work best it's not them trying to fit into someone else's model of the world they're doing what's best for them not what is best for other people and they 
do develop a kind of a routine, but that comes into the behavioural flexibility, doesn't it, Ray? That if a situation dictates that you need to change it, then you've got the behavioural flexibility that you can. That's it. And it also comes down to setting routines, but also having that flexibility that you're not so rigid, especially as a freelancer. I mean, especially for us in Australia, it's like Mm. most of our um, webinars that we sit in on or mentoring that we do it's with people in America so Mm. we need to be up at two o'clock in the morning three o'clock in the morning five o'clock in the morning but that's not every day yeah so it's a case of going okay so tonight I need to be up at one o'clock I'm not really good sitting up all the way through then so I need Mm. to have a a couple hours sleep beforehand so I'll go to bed at say eight o'clock sleep for three hours Mm -hmm. and then get up and then um, be right for the webinar and then go back to bed sleep for another four to five hours so I get my eight hours and then I'll have a nap sometime later in the day just to um, recalibrate and get myself back into a a normal sleep cycle again Mm. but even when you wake up you know like you have a couple of hours sleep you get up for the webinar and then you say you sleep for another couple of hours and that makes the eight hours but I think it's also having that kindness of you for yourself that if you actually need eight hours of straight sleep then do it you know and don't feel guilty about it like be very gentle and kind to yourself and this is I guess the advantage of a freelancer life because you know if, if you're on a retainer you're working with clients and they're paying you a certain amount of money to do a certain amount of work well then they don't really mind what time of the day that you do that as no, long as, as long it's as done it's done by the end of the month or the Whereas, end of the week because that's we need to get out of that mindset and the mentality of the eight hour work day that eight hours has to be done in a block in nine, a certain location five. blah 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 because some days i know that i do like four hours in the morning, I goof off for a couple of hours in the middle, and then in the evening, I'm sitting there sending emails as America starts to wake up because I, I deal with a lot of American clients because I don't want to message them in the middle of their sleep cycle, you know. So it's also having that consideration and the awareness of who I'm working with, and that also is bringing out the best in me as well because. I know that I actually get on very well and I understand Americans very well and some of the Australians just still don't get me. They don't understand what kind of copywriting it is that I do. I'm not going to waste my time when there's a whole continent over the (laughs) other side of the world that just gets me. I just have to show up, turn up, be myself and they go, hey, we've been looking for you. Whereas Australia is like, what do, you, what do you do? Like, you know, um, are you some sort of a lawyer or something? Like, you do know, you trademark co- copywriting. Can you protect my intellectual property? Well, no, but I can write some intellectual property for <laughs> you if you'd like. So I think, you know, it's just having that um, ability to know what you want in life and what, what you're doing. Another way to bring out the best in yourself is to make appointments with yourself. And definitely. make yourself a priority. And we've discussed that in a previous um, podcast about, you know, like the big rocks in a jar. You are the biggest rock in your jar. Yeah. And this also comes down to, I mean, for anyone that follows us on Facebook will um, see that we, we like to get away to the beach um, every couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't happen by chance. Yeah. It's like <laughs> that happens because 
I schedule it in the calendar or diary um, and I book the accommodation in advance. And you usually don't tell me about it, which is good because uh, Ray used to ask me, she'd say, okay, what do you think about having a little bit of a like of little vacation mini vacation away for a couple of days so we can go through our business talk about you know some strategies and things like that and I'd say oh I think that's a a bad time of the year or no I can't see me you know being free then and we'd never get away and our business was kind of like not really going you know where we wanted it to go so Ray started just to book the time and then tell me and then uh, we have weekly meetings where we sit down and say, okay, this is what's going on in the next week. But usually if we've got like a little mini vacation, you know, like a little um, retreat, uh, she would tell me a couple of weeks in advance, go, oh, by the way, we've got this coming up. And I go, oh, yeah, when did you book that? Oh, yeah, a couple of months ago. Um, and then that also allows you the flexibility to mm-hmm. to um, be able to get all your work done before we go away so that you can actually be present exactly in rest time yeah as opposed to taking work away with you and mm-hmm. having to have a laptop on your lap at the beach and actually do work it's like exactly. defeats the purpose yeah so that's that's part of being your best and bringing out the best in yourself is to have those mental health days have that time away from work if you possibly can as a freelancer you can get really stuck in that daily grind and like it's nothing for me to work for a couple of hours on a Saturday or a Sunday because I'm here like I work at home and so it's nothing for me to just pull out the computer and just you know tap tap away for a couple of hours on some copy or critique some copy or get ready for um, you know meetings I've got during the week and I, I don't mind that but it does take a toll. You do get physically tired. And that was one of the reasons I want to go double back to, you know, the, the idea of napping because people think, oh, well, you know, it's kind of like, have I deserved, have I done anything to deserve to have a nap? Why do you deserve to have a nap? Are you tired or not? And this is something I used to fight for a lot, a lot of time, didn't I, Ray? You did. You, you try and push through. I try to push through because I thought, oh, napping is for for. Pussies, you know, it's like uh, napping. No, no, no. Adults don't nap. I'm a, I'm a freaking adult. So then, something came to my mind one day. I was sitting there struggling, and um, I just had this black blinding flash, flash of the obvious, and it was like, okay, you could sit here for the next hour and mull over this and achieve nothing, and achieve nothing, or you can go and have like a, a twenty, thirty minute lay down. And then come back and get back into it. And within that hour, maybe you will have that solution. But what could be the worst thing that could happen after a half an hour nap? You are no better off. But can I tell you something, Ray? After you have a nap, and I call them a recalibration nap. After I have a recalibration nap, I I just, what I do before I lay down. um, Sometimes I have a coffee because, like, you know, it takes two hours for the caffeine to get into your system. Some people say it only takes half an hour. But anyway, whatever I'm doing, I'm gaming my system. I have a coffee before I have a lay down. So I know that the caffeine's going to click in at some point in the future. So I'm not going to be able to nap all day like that's not going to happen. I'm going to be woken up by that caffeine rush, right? So I have a coffee. I sit there and I say, okay, um, subconscious mind, we've got this problem. 
I need a headline for, I need some bullets for, I need a big idea for, or whatever I'm working on. And then I lay down. So I'm having a purposeful nap. It's not just a nap for the sake of having a nap. And again, it's not escapism. I'm not escaping. No, you're just using using another another part of your body to actually do the work. Exactly. And and we'll go into this in future shows because our subconscious mind is a powerful thing if you use it right. We just have to use it right. And the thing is, the problem is that most people don't know how to use it and they don't use it. So I use my subconscious mind, plant the seed, and usually within 20 minutes, sometimes as fast as 10 or 15, I'm up with my idea, sitting at the computer, and within that hour, the job is done. But if I had have tried to fight through because, heck, I'm an adult and adults don't nap, I would still be there suffering all the way through. And you know what? And getting guiltier and guiltier. Absolutely. Feeling really bad because I'm not... Being productive. Being productive. And effective. And producing my best copy for my for my clients so it's funny like because I, I think oh, if my clients knew that I I have naps like recalibration naps what would they think but then I'm thinking it's actually to their benefit that I do because then I'm writing copy with an active brain instead of a real like fatigued brain where I'm just going oh man you know like I can't think of anything else to say so I'm just going to write some placeholder copy and oh good is good enough because anyone who knows me knows that I have a very high standard and good is never good enough for me and again we'll discuss that in an upcoming podcast because it's it's kind of contrarian but you know we need to keep ourselves accountable so I think the biggest thing we wanted to really share with this show is the fact that just be yourself. Find out what works for you and, you know... Do more of it. And do more of it, you know. You don't have to try to fit yourself into someone else's little box or little idea of what you are, you know. Like, don't let someone else's label define you or confine you. You know, step up. So some of the ways that I actually help to be myself and is to get rid of that expectation and those beliefs that, you know, make me feel that I have to toe the line with what other people say of me. And, you know, as you know, Ray, we used to have our woo-woo business and I still do it to a degree. I I do reset your mindset sessions for my mentees and, and private clients They are the exact same tools that I use for those sessions we use on ourselves, don't we? Absolutely. And on each other. On each other, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I can't quite do the voice, but you do it better than me. I won't. I'll blow up the microphone if I do it. (laughs) So, um, yeah, you did a pretty good job. So, I mean, if people want to know more about the Reset Your Mindset sessions that I do... Um, I can only do a couple of those each month because I'm a working copywriter. Well, that and the fact that we only schedule in a couple a couple of months well, or a couple of weeks. I, I don't have the time for them, but no, you know, I do. They're lower on your priority because they're the pebbles in, they're in the, the yeah, they're the pebbles compared to your rocks. Yeah, in in the so you're honouring yourself and saying, okay, yeah, um, only. Um, allocating this amount of time for this many sessions per month yeah because you're allocating other time for other things that are just as or more important yep to to you yeah 
So and so you don't need to Ray's make an apology for that. With a lot of words, is that I know myself and I know what I want, and I'm I'm refined enough in my thought processes to know what's important to me, which is the whole thing of this show is bringing out the best in yourself. So if you feel that you're not playing at your best, that you have some limiting beliefs or some areas of your life that you need some help with, then there will be a link on this show page where you can find out more about the Reset Your Mindset sessions that I actually do. And um, we can go from there if you're interested. But cool. for now, um, I think it's time to wind up the show. This is kind of a longish one. But just, just a little one. It's but, a long and a good but one, But I think um, it's all been pertinent, relevant and relatable, as you would say in your knowledge <laughs> weekly knowledge nuggets. Exactly, my two favourite words, relatable and relevant. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So thanks for listening. Always Hopefully, a pleasure. Yeah, always a pleasure talking to you. Although I don't know what you look like, I imagine what you do. So anyway, so thanks for listening. And we really hope that uh, what we're saying helps you out in some way. Give us some feedback or a review on iTunes, iTunes or, or wherever you In the can comments write it. on the website. Yep. Let us know how we're going. And um, thanks for listening and bye for now. Thank you. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. Come on over to BreakingThroughTheBS.com. That's BreakingThroughTheBS.com. And that's where you'll find all the episodes, all the transcribes, and all of the show notes. And remember, if you like the show, subscribe and leave a review. And let all your friends know about Breaking Through the BS. We'll catch you at the next show. Bye for now. Bye for now.